Hey, family, it's Coach Josh, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about the four things you and I must do while we wait. But before we get into those four points, let's go ahead and break down some points and some scriptures that will point us in the right direction so that we'll be able to better understand what it means to wait uh, effectively. The first thing that I want to give you is God just doesn't care about our abilities to wait. He cares about our attitude while waiting. Let me say it again. God just doesn't care about our ability to wait. He cares about our attitude while waiting. God cares about how you and I wait. So many of us will be like, well, God, I've been waiting. I've, I've, I've been exhibiting the abilities of waiting. And if you're tired of waiting, then it could be you're tired of worshiping. See, the Bible says that the Father is looking for true worshipers, those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. When you're immersed in worship, you don't even focus on how long you've been waiting. What does worship mean? I'm not saying worship means that you have to have a, a three-year-long worship service while you wait to God serve your husband or wife, or you have to worship all these months, weeks, and years in order for God. No, that's not what I'm saying. Worship is who you are. Worship is what you do. Worship is who you do it for. See, right now I'm worshiping God. I'm worshiping God through speaking. I worship God through writing. I worship God through coaching and counseling. I worship God from who I am because I'm a spirit and my gifts, talents, character, personality is installed and it is engrafted in my spirit, man. So most people, the reason why they're struggling and waiting is because they're waiting in physical and, and emotional realms. They're not waiting. They're not worshiping. And they're not really maximizing the time. So God just doesn't care about us having the ability to wait. He cares about our attitude while waiting. See, attitude is a byproduct of awareness. I'm going to say it again. Our attitudes are byproducts of what we are aware of. When we are aware of God and aware of his awesomeness, then our attitude will be, God, however long. You see, the thing about God, God is not looking for people who are on vacation trips who always ask how much longer. God is looking for people that says however long. If you are a how long person, then you care more about the destination than you do the driver. But if you are a however long person, you're just in, in, in immersed and engaged in the driver more than the destination. Could it be that, that driving with God to the destination will actually be better than the, the actual destination? I'd rather be in a car with God traveling millions of miles to my destination than to be five miles away on my own and not and at the destination God's not there so attitude comes from awareness when you are aware that God is fair when you are aware that God is good when you are aware that God is there you see what I'm saying then then there should there should be a, a, an, an eruption of of a positive attitude that says God I trust you However long, God, I know your timing's perfect. What must I do now, God? Instead of worrying about when it's coming, then you got to make sure you become the person for when it comes. So God just doesn't care about our ability to wait. He cares about our attitude while waiting. Thank y'all so much for joining. For those who's watching live, for those who's watching later, comment. Let me know what you're getting from this so far. Engage with me with the emojis, whatever. Letting me know what points have, have hit you so far. I, I love to see you guys' interaction. Is, is, is always a blessing to see. Next point, as believers, 
because we are in partnership with God, certain things we have to wait for. As believers, and maybe this is new to you, for those who are new to God and new to this type of thought, that when it comes to certain things, because we're in partnership with God, we have to wait for, I remember when I was in college and, and I started this ministry called Amped with a young, a young gentleman, a brother of mine. And as we was working, we partnered. And I wasn't a good partner. What I mean by good partner, I was ambitious. Like I remember one time I had registered our name to a website or to Facebook, or it, it was a time where Facebook or something, when you created a page, once you create the name, that's your name forever. And because I was so zealous and because I, the other guy was a little bit more cautious, I, I went and registered the name, but I misspelled uh, one of the words. And then when it got back to him, he was like, fam, why did you go and do that without letting me know? That was when I wasn't a good partner. And, it, and that that thought just popped in my mind. I haven't thought about that in, in Lord knows how long. But it gives a good point that sometimes we'll be like, well, I'm just going to do it because I'm zealous. You see what I'm saying? I'm just going to do it because whatever. But because we're in partnership with God, we have to consult him. We don't even got to consult him. We have to submit to him. That's a big difference. See, partnership between us and others are not like, it's not like our partnership between us and God. We are in a family business. You see what I'm saying? And so everything I do, I have to say, God, is this your will? Is this what you want me to do? God, I'm venting to you. This is how I feel about while I'm waiting for this. Though the vision tarries, I wait for it. But man, but man, it's kind of difficult. That's your partner. And some things you have to wait for him because he knows what's best. Last point before I get into the scriptures. The waiting phase is a form of God's protection. The waiting phase is a form of God's protection. I'm going to tell you something. When you start graduating to certain levels, you will begin to realize why God kept you from that level because you wasn't leveled enough for those devils at those levels. You're not even, you wasn't leveled enough for the issues that would have sparked just from you that was not dealt with. So by God having you wait, it's actually a blessing. It's actually protection. And so those are three preliminary points that I want to give you. Here are three scripts I want to lay the foundation with before I get into the four uh, things we must do while we wait. Uh, the first verse is my favorite when it comes to this. It says in Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that wait, for those who's been around me long enough, you heard me kind of give this, this entendre. Uh, I talked about how waiting, anybody who sits on a park bench, anybody who sits somewhere and waits will eventually get weary. But if you look at that word as wait, as a waiter or a waitress, we build our strength up when we wait for the Lord, when we serve him, when we wake up every day ready to worship. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable, that's reasonable. All the stuff I did for you, I, I, I gave my son for you. My son, Jesus said, I gave my life for you. And, and I went through all of this for you and I to have fellowship, giving me your life as a living sacrifice, as, as a worship, that's reasonable. <clears throat> Wouldn't you think so? 
It's reasonable for me to say, okay, God, I'm not going to worry about you serving me. Most Christianity in today's era is all about God serving us and not us serving God. I'll serve you, God, until after you serve me. No, God is not serving us. We're serving him. And in our service to him, things naturally begin to serve us. So they that wait upon the Lord, those that wait on the Lord, those who serve the Lord, asking God, how you want your coffee? How you want your tea? What you want for breakfast this morning? What you want from me today? What type of what type of a smell do you want to come from the kitchen of my soul? Like, like, what do you want me to get into my soul and cook up for you? Like, like, God, how, what type of book you want me to cook up for you? What, what type of message? I want this message to smell like waffles and, and sausage and eggs. I want, I want this message to smell to God that my son is cooking. <laughs> oh, my son down there cooking. You smell that? I want God to be going and looking at Gabriel. Gabriel, you smell that? Do you smell what Josh is cooking? That's what I want him to be like, man, you smell that? That message smells so good. He's serving me uh, uh, cheese grits, eggs scrambled with cheese, sausage patty, Jimmy Dean's. You see what I'm saying? Like, like that's what we cooking. Like every day, I'm opening myself as a restaurant, and and God, I'm sliding him the menu, and I'm asking God, tell me what you want from me today. That's how you renew your strength. Because have you ever been in a place where you served someone? And the and the, and the, uh, and what you received from serving them served you all day. That joy of helping someone kept you up and, and bubbly all day. That good deed you did in private that really changed that person's life or serving someone on behalf of God. And you notice how that thing kept you full all day. They that wait upon the Lord the right way shall. He said, I put that shall in there. I wouldn't coach it. Shall renew their strength. So when you open your life up as a kitchen before God and say, God, when God comes into your presence, you ever been in a, in a restaurant and, and a, and a uh, cook or the waiter is singing? Or when you go to Waffle House, they got the jukebox juking? You know what I'm saying? And, and is this is this vibe or atmosphere? Like that's when when God comes into my kitchen, or when God comes to your kitchen, He wants to come into a kitchen that's joyful. He inhabits the praises of His people. So when when your perspective is right, your praise is sweet, and it creates an atmosphere that 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 person says, "I just want to sit in Josh's life a little bit. I want to sit in this individual's life a little bit." Because I, I just want to just sit here. And then when he says, Josh, I want you to cook up this. Own it, God. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's what happens when you serve the Lord while you're waiting to be served. Next, Lamentations 325. I ain't preached that limitation in a while. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him. God is good to all of us. But there's a type of good that's a byproduct of those that wait for him, that worship him, that serve him, that 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 have the right perspective that says, I, I see why I'm waiting, God. So while I'm waiting on that, 
we're not going to wait on that. My being, my essence, my three and oneness is not going to wait on that. What we're going to do is when it, it comes, when it comes, that's the mentality. It comes when it comes, because we have that mentality that it, it will come when it comes, then you will do what you got to do. It's hard for us to be available if we're watching the tracking. That's why God don't send us tracking numbers. We'll chase down trucks. That's why God says your confirmation number when you send your prayer request due, when you go to God.com and you, you know, God.com got a bunch of stuff you can order. <laughs> God, God is such a big God. He big in Amazon. You can buy just you can go out there and shop God all day. <laughs> and the thing about God, God's on Amazon. The Almighty is Almighty.com. It's not Amazon. <clears throat> and so when you go to Almighty.com or God.com and you place your order, what you order, even if you have an Amazon Prime membership, <laughs> see, see, those who are saved and whose Amazon Prime has been purchased by Christ, see, this, the world can ask God for stuff too. But the Christians got the Amazon Prime. You see what I'm saying? But even in our Amazon Prime, God says, I'm going to give you my peace as confirmation. All I need to know is that God heard me. That's enough. I've graduated to that. For, by God's grace, I've got to a place where it's like, God, I'm just glad you hear me. <laughs> because most of the stuff, if we had it now, we wouldn't have it now. Back to what I'm saying. So people go to God.com or Almighty.com, whatever you want to call it, and they shop God. And God says, I give you my peace. And, and like Amazon, Amazon gives you tracking number. <clears throat> and what most people do, they'll focus so much on the tracking and when it's coming than they are on what they should be doing. And so God don't even let you know when it's going to come. We just have to trust. It says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. He's good to the soul. He was very specific. The soul who, what now? Seeks him. Does your soul seek him? While you're waiting, is your soul seeking? I'm talking about uh, your soul encompasses your thoughts, your memories, your emotions, your ideas, what you know, like that, 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 that essence of you that connects you to the emotional realm of this world. Like, does that seek him? Like, do, do, does your soul seek to him as your source of pleasure? Does your soul seek his word for understanding? Like, what does your soul seek? Because if your soul is seeking for the package to be delivered, but you're not, your soul is not seeking to be delivered, then it will never be delivered. <laughs> see, see, most of our souls are waiting for God to deliver a husband, deliver a wife, deliver an opportunity, deliver you to next uh, 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 opportunities in business, entrepreneurship, deliver, deliver, deliver. But we're not asking God to deliver us. Could it be that the reason why the thing hasn't been delivered into your life is because you haven't been delivered? What needs to be delivered out of you in order for things to be delivered to you? So when your soul is seeking for God and your soul is delivered, the Bible says we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Our mind is our soulless realm. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so when your soul seeks God, you're seeking for the right type of mind. You're seeking to be renewed. So instead of seeking a husband or seeking a spouse or seeking whatever, seek deliverance for that area. So if you want a marriage, but you don't have nothing in the carriage, then what you going to do? 
Your soul has to seek the Lord. God, change me, oh God. Renew me a right spirit, oh God. Help me to see husbandhood the right way because you got to be it before you be it. You don't become a supernatural husband the moment you say I do. You don't become a wife when you say I do. You, it shouldn't be I do. It should be I did. <laughs> there should be some I did vows, not just I do vows. Like everyone got I do. I, 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 I'll take her. <laughs> I, I do. It should be did you do? I did. Was you pure until you met, until, you know, whatever, whatever. I did. <laughs> you got your money together. I did. <laughs> what is the ideas? Because you have to did before you do. Or you, you should have done before you do. That's what I'm trying to say. So your soul has to seek him because your soul needs deliverance. See, when, when, G, when the Holy Spirit came into your life, your spirit man was illuminated. Your spirit man before the Holy Spirit came was darkened. Now your spirit man is in light. Now your your uh your personality and your character, not character, but personality, gifts and talents has been electric, and, and your spirit man has been illuminated, and, and you have been sealed as a son and daughter of God. Now, when the spirit man is activated and the spirit man's appetite is is, is served, that energy in that spirit man then affects the soulish man. So when your spirit man is submitted to the Holy Spirit, then your hope, then your spirit gives the Holy Spirit clearance to the access departments of your soul where you were wounded. You're not wounded. Our spirit man can't be wounded. Your spirit man can't be wounded. Your soul and your body can be wounded. That's why the Bible says transformed by the renewing mind. So all those wounded areas of your life has to be renewed. It has to be updated. It has to be made new. It has to be changed. It has to have the right perspectives installed. And if not, my friend, you ain't going to be able to succeed. And so your soul has to see God, but you have to be aware of the state of your soul. See, I'm a, I, was a, I was made aware as I got older with God that, Josh, your soul ain't solid. Like, how can your soul hold if your soul has holes? That's why my coaching program is designed to help people see the holes in their souls that's keeping them from holding what God wants them to hold. Because why would God pour new wine into old wineskin? The Bible says if they, if you pour new wine into old wineskins, it'll burst the wineskins. What does that mean? Wineskins were skins of animals. And after a period of time, they, have, they would have reached their full capacity and they would be hard meaning that it can't go no further. But if you pour new wine into that old wine skin, wine ferments, wine stretches, wine can't stay still. Wine has to has to expand. And if that wine skin has no expandability or elastability or stretchability, it breaks. And that good wine is now wasted. Any man who is in Christ is a new creature. That means we have new fabric. We actually have the capacity to hold the fullness of the Godhead. Like, listen, if, if the Holy Spirit was poured into you and you wasn't made new, you will burst. 
But because we are a new creature, our soul has been now been installed. Our spirit has been installed with a new type of technology of fabric so that when God wants to pour, but God knows if the soul is not made, if there's an error of the soul that is not willing to be made new, I can't pour nothing into you because it'll break. So if God was to pour a marriage into your life, you will break. If God was to pour that opportunity in your life, you will break. Because those things haven't been broken off for you. That's why God has you on break so that you won't break. And people have to understand that. That God is not a God of waste. We want to taste, but God is not trying to waste. Last scripture, because I ain't even got to my four points. Psalm 27, 13, 14. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. That's self-explanatory. Now, what to do while we wait? I was supposed to do another message, and I'm going to get to that uh, 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 regulation, emotional regulation, self-regulation video probably tomorrow, Lord willing. But that video got bumped by this video. Holy Spirit wanted me to obviously do this one, so I got to type in. Some of these points are, are, are points that I've used before, but these four points, uh, some of them are new. Um, but but we're gonna we're gonna teach them on today. So uh, for those who's joining live, go ahead and share with somebody. We're getting right now to the four points on what to do while uh, you wait and uh, and engage. Let me know what you guys are getting from it so far. Let me know a point that stood out to you, something that really uh, touched you. Now, what to do while you wait? W a i t. What to do while you wait? While the vision waits. What to do while you're waiting for your business to grow? What to do while you're waiting for opportunities to come your way? What to do while you're waiting for that love of your life? What to do while you're waiting uh, uh, um, for, for healing or whatever it is it is? What to do while you wait? Number one, W, examine your weight. Examine your weight. W-E-I-G-H-T. And also, you can also add this. I'm going to add this, uh, your W-A-I-T. So examine your weight. I'm going to start with the first one, W-A-I-T. I'm going to get to the main point of reason why I put it. Examine how you wait. Be honest. How do you wait? Do you struggle with impatience? Do you struggle with impulsiveness? What to do while you wait? Examine how you wait and get to the root reason of why you struggle with waiting. Is it that because, because many of us, we want this thing to be delivered into our lives but because we didn't really get deliverance at the root of our lives, that thing that's at the root would be the one thing that room is the thing if it was able to come in. So you got to examine what is the real reason why I'm impatient? It's a comparison. It's a real reason why I can't wait well is because I hate to see other people have what I don't have or I get in my feelings when I see somebody else in love, quote unquote. So you struggle with comparison, which is a thief of joy. Or could it be the real root, root reason why it's hard for you to wait? It's because your dad wasn't there. He didn't he didn't do what he was supposed to do. So now you want that affection or, or, or whatever reason. Now, back to what I was saying. You have to examine your weight, your actual weight, W-E-I-G-H-T. I put here, what weight do you need to gain and what weight do you need to lose? Why? So while you're waiting... You got to examine. That's what boxers wait. Boxers wait until they match a weight. They don't box until they're at a certain weight. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. See, the reason why they have to have a certain kind of weight because they disqualify themselves in boxing matches with other people who don't match your weight. They have to box at a certain weight because there's not going to be nobody who's 150 pounds fighting something that's 250. And the issue is we try to get in boxing rings with things that weigh more than us. Like we're trying to box 
at a weight that our enemy weighs more. And so when you understand it, yes, okay, what weight do I need to gain? And what weight do I need to lose to match what I'm waiting for in weight? The reason why God has us wait, because we have to match in weight on in, with the thing that we're waiting for. Why? Because all of us been on a seesaw. It don't matter how bad I want a seesaw. What makes a seesaw enjoyable is when you are seesawing with someone at a certain weight like you. But if I'm uh, 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 400 pounds, which I'm not, and, and no, no, if I'm, if I'm at the weight that I'm in and, and if somebody on the other on the seesaw is 500 pounds, I'm not going to be able to balance that in weight. And when it comes to balance, you got to be able to have some fluidity. You got to be able to keep that thing steady and keep that thing at a certain balance. And so God is saying, listen, marriage has a weight. Parenting has a weight and those weights fluctuate. Promotion has a weight. See, everybody celebrates promotion. People care more about promotion than they do the two other areas. There's three stages of the promotion process. That's the stage before it and the stage after. The stage before promotion is called preparation. The stage after promotion is called prudence. And if you're not willing to be the person, a person of preparation and a person of prudence, then you're not going to really enjoy the promotion long. See, promotion on average lasts about uh, 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 minutes or a couple of days. If you got a promotion job on a Friday and you don't start your promotion on that Monday, then you want to celebrate all weekend. Can we get a witness? All of us, if you knew for a fact that you're going to get a hundred thousand dollar increase. And, and your new position start on Monday, that Friday after you got that promotion, you're, you're celebrating all weekend. But the celebration ends Monday morning at 8 a.m. because now the new responsibilities kicked in. And so when you understand that, that where there comes higher pay, that comes there, there requires a level of preparation. And so when you understand why God has you wait, then you'll say, God, I make me into a person that's prudent. Make me into a person that's a steward. Make me into a person that can actually manage. See, it, most people want to attain, but they can't maintain. They want to obtain. I want to attain it. I want to grab it, but you can't keep it. How many people got married, but couldn't keep the marriage? Marriage is heavy. It's going to require a lot out of you. It's going to require a lot of sacrifice, understanding, empathy. It's going to require a lot of, of, of patience. And if you don't have those intangible weights inside of you, you won't be able to balance it when it requires it from you. So you got to ask yourself, what weight do I need to lose? Weights like resentment, weights like unforgiveness. Those weights cannot thrive in a marriage. Those things cannot thrive with parenting kids. Those things cannot thrive in a business. So you got to say, I need to lose some weight. I need to lose this resentment. I need to forgive this person. I need to lose this envy. I got to lose this jealousy. You, you don't got to lose some of it. You got to lose all of it. Because those things will not. Listen, if you're envious now, you're going to be envious over here. See, the next phase only magnifies the things you didn't allow to be phased out. And what weight do you need to gain? What care, What weight in your character do you need to gain? What weight into your integrity, our integrity, and well, I'm just naming everything that we got to gain. Because if we don't gain the weight, then we won't be able to manage it when the weight shifts over here. Like, do you know the fruit of the spirit or are the buoyance things that keeps things afloat? 
I used to wonder how big boats float. But there's a buoyancy about the things of the Holy Spirit. Like love will keep things afloat. Having the true, raw, real fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all those, those things are buoyant. Those things will keep heavy things afloat. If you don't have those flotations inside of you, those fruit in work at work in you and maturing in you, it's not going to keep that marriage afloat, baby. It's not going to keep them kids afloat, baby. It ain't going to keep. So right now, while you're waiting on God, examine how you wait, W-A-I-T, and then examine your weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, and say, okay, what weight do I need to lose and what weight do I need to gain? So I want you to write a sheet of paper. What weight? I want you to write down number one. I don't have a worksheet for y'all because this, this video came like this. But I want you to get a sheet of paper. I want you to write down uh, what is it that you're waiting for? And then ask yourself, do you match it in weight? Then I want you to ask yourself, uh, what type of weight do I need to lose that's in my life right now that will cause this not to float? That would not cause this thing to work right? And what weight do I need to gain in my character, in my integrity, in my walk with God that will keep these things afloat? Let's keep going. Number two, A, you have to become attractive. Number one, you have to examine your weight. Number two, you have to become attractive. You, I put this here, you don't attract what you desire. You attract what you are. You and I do not attract what we desire. We attract who we are. We do not chase things. Things chase us. As we improve, those things will come to us. The issue is we want to go after versus those things versus us attracting. And so what I mean by that, we have to become attractive. So why, the reason why God has some things to wait, because we're too ugly. Do you know the things, the things that they're looking for, the things that we're looking for is looking for the refined us? <laughs> Find a fine us, but the refine us? So we need God to refine us. We think we cute, but we ain't as cute as we need to be. It's like, cause marriage requires you to, now listen, you can't be ugly in marriage. You can't be ugly with kids. You can't be ugly. You gotta be attractive. Like, like do your kids want to be around you? Do your spouse want to be around you? Do people want to be around you? Do, do opportunities run from or run to you? Do you turn things down more than those things turn you down? Because even though, like, that's one thing I'm learning about favor. Not all favor is good. Because I'm a man of favor, there's going to be things you're going to attract that you got to turn down. People think that all favor is good favor. No, there's bad favor. Like, when I go to Burger King, not Burger King, but when I go to Bojangles, or I used to go to Bojangles like that, bro, I had so much favor, but I doubt God wants me to eat all that chicken with the grease. I doubt he wants me to have all that favor. Because you favor both, people want to bless you. And sometimes you got to turn down the fried chicken. But you have to become attractive. While you're waiting on whatever you're waiting for, ask yourself, would that thing find you attractive? Would it walk by you and won't even pay you no attention? Money knows money. You see what I'm saying? Success knows success. There's certain codes. There's guy code. There's girl code. There's business code. There's codes everywhere. And if you're not aware of the codes, you won't behold. And so you got to become, like, I just can't walk with dusty clothes into a business meeting requiring suits and expect people to hear what I got to say. 
No, you got you to gotta know how to carry yourself in certain environments. You got to be attractive. You got to be a person that attracts. We're not talking about physically. We're talking about holistic attractiveness. Are you attractive spiritually? Are you attractive mentally? Are you attractive emotionally? Are you attractive physically? The issue is most of us don't even know how attractive we are. This is for those people who's going through warfare. And you're like, man, why does it always seem like I go through resistance? Because you don't even know how attractive you are. Some of the things, some of the steps, especially when I walk through the spiritual aspects of uh, uh, there's five steps in my fulfillment program. I talk about awareness, belief. I guide people through these five steps into higher fulfillment in my fulfillment coaching program. The first step is awareness. The second step is belief. The, the third step is becoming. The fourth step, is, step is, is having. And the fifth step is fulfilling. So I have different uh, teaching points and, and resources in each of those problems. But a lot of people will come to me and they'll be like, I'm ready to have this. And I say, okay, well, let's go back to awareness. And one of the ladies I went through awareness, she didn't realize just how much she was unaware of how attractive she was demonically. What do I mean by that? Like there are certain people that give off a certain aura, that gives off a certain energy, that gives off a certain frequency that demons want to suppress. And you're like, man, why am I always getting tired? Because you give off. If you're the type of person that people always come to advice, if people always come to you and they always feel better when they leave you, you're a target. And if you're not aware of satanic devices, then you will find yourself uh, 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 suffocated from your impact. But what am I saying? Like, you have to become aware in order for you to become. You got to be aware of what are those things in my life that, that's, 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 that's causing me to not look right in the spirit world. Like, we want favor from God, but God's like, man, how can I add flavor and add favor if you're not trying to savor the things that I'm trying to change in your behavior, like, like if those things don't change, if behaviors don't change, then we can't expect certain favor. So we have to become attractive. We got to say, okay, I got to subtract some things out of my life to attract the things I desire in my life. Because the things that God has for you is looking for the refined version of you, not just the fine version of you. I materialize and manage those God ideas. While you're waiting, materialize those God ideas. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> if unplugged, my Bible said that I did for like 12 years. Was it 12? Maybe like 10 years. If I did not materialize that God idea, I would have not met my God individual as far as my wife. Because I met her in the materialization and in the management of that idea. What is, could it be that the reason why you don't have what you have right now, because you're not willing to materialize that book, not materialize that business, not materialize that God idea. Could it be that the reason why that thing is far from you is because you're not trying to pull what God has placed in you out of you? Because could it be that when you materialize those different things, it sets the timers off of the other things? Because if I didn't have that Bible study and her friend did not come to that Bible study, that friend wouldn't have told her about the Bible study and that friend would have not invited to that Bible study. And if I was working somewhere else, doing something else and materializing some other idea, then I would have never met these other things that spawned from that because she was then the person that unlocked the thoughts and the opportunities and the favor when it came to school systems. 
And so if you don't materialize and manage those God ideas, then you could be stifling the opportunities to attract because you don't even have those pieces intact. So while you're waiting on God, God is actually waiting on you. Get that book out. Get that song out. Get that because that's the step. If I didn't write that book unplugged, it wouldn't have led to the the other books. It wouldn't have led to the card games. And who knows? Those books out there in the ecosystem right now is on somebody's table. It's in somebody's life who's going to then want a coaching program. That's going to take my business to the next level. That's going to share that video. That's why I had to materialize this video. Do you know this video was just an idea? It was just an idea. And what if I just say, you know what? I don't really, my voice is raspy, God. I'm just not going. All right. Whoever, the 15 people watching right now and the thousands watching later, yo, they would have never got this message. And so you got to get above, like you got to get beyond yourself to bring out of yourself the goal that will help you to behold the things you want to unfold. So what's that God idea? What's that thing that God's like, get her done. I'm waiting on you. Man, do you know how many people waiting on God, but God's waiting on them? And you know God don't wait long because one day you don't want to be in a position where you're turning on your TV or you're scrolling through your phone and you see somebody else with the very idea you had. That's the reality. God don't wait long, fam. God don't wait long. God going to be like, man, I understand you got daddy issues, mommy issues. I know you're going through some stuff, but I need you to open yourself up to me so I can renew that area. I need you to get some confidence in me. I need you to embrace my imputed righteousness. I want you to understand that you are worthy, that you are loved. That's why I'm doing all this mindset stuff, because we got to get some of this stuff out of our minds. And God's like, fam, I got to get this idea in the earth, man. I don't waited three years now. I refuse to watch somebody else be blessed from the thing that God told me to do. So while I'm waiting and all of us are waiting for something, all of us are waiting. But while we're waiting, number one, we got to examine our weight. W, number two, A, we got to become attractive. I, we have to materialize and manage those God ideas that whatever art, whatever those books, ministries, business, whatever it is, get it done. Last but not least, I'm done. T. We must trust his timing. I put here, trusting God's timing eliminates waiting emotions, quote unquote, like comparison, like impatience, like loneliness, like sadness, like envy, etc. God has everything on the timing. Now, what am I saying? When you trust God's timing, it neutralizes those waiting emotions. Now you ain't got time to compare. Yeah, you know you're not alone. You know, you know you're not lonely. You know you guys there. What's some other stuff I got here? Like, like those waiting emotions, you're not even envious no more. You actually celebrate now. You're like, man, I don't, I don't hate, I celebrate. When I see somebody get blessed, man, I celebrate them, man. Cause listen, either either you got blessed by the devil and you're in the wrong line, or we in the same line. I'm just a few people behind you, family. Because it get rid of those emotions, because those emotions become heavy. Waiting emotions weigh heavy. Comparison is a heavy weight. Envy, jealousy are heavy weights. Uh, impatience, impulsiveness, and deep reasons why we want it so bad are heavy weights. But when you trust God's timing, those weights lift. God, I trust you. And you can't trust a God you don't take time to get to know. So the more you get to know God, that God loves you. That's why uh, uh, if you're not a parent, yet, put yourself in parent's shoes. 
Or I tell kids in my school, what was the third point, please? Of course, family. The third point was I materialize and manage those God ideas. Materialize and manage those God ideas. I give you kind of insert there. What I'm saying is, what are those ideas that you that you possibly haven't materialized that will hinder certain things you desire to materialize? Because you're one God-given idea away from seeing the way and for you to have uh, success in many ways. So that was the third point. But when you trust God's timing and you know God, like right now, man, there have been times where I'm like, God, I trust you. There's been times where my money was looking funny and I was like, God, I trust you, man. But those times where the business stuff wasn't popping like I thought it would pop, I'm like, God, you know what's best. I trust you. So it kept me from comparing. It kept me from being sad long. No, don't get me wrong. You're going to be sad. You're going to be disappointed at times. You're going to be upset. But because you trust God, you it will last about five minutes. I don't let those type of emotions last long. I allow myself to have emotions because that's not fair to me as a human. I have to be human, but I don't be human long because I'm a superhuman because of the Holy Spirit. And <clears throat> when you have the right perspectives, you begin to say, okay, yeah, I trust God. There's been times where I was crying in the car and, and after that, that tear was dropping through my beard, by the time that tear hit my chest, I said, God, you have what's best. I trust you. You're going to cry. You're going to scream. You're going to be sad, but do it for 20 minutes. I tell people all the time when I counsel them and coach them, I say, man, when you feeling those feelings and you're mad at God or you disappointed or you sad or you stuck in comparison and you was doing good. How many of y'all was doing good? And you start off the day, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to envy nobody's relationship today. And then every, every, everything on your feed, everything you saw, uh, you, you at Chipotle, you can't even be in Chipotle's line and somebody over there kissing and hugging and, and, and sharing each other's food and stuff. And you, like, you haven't had those days where you came out your prayer closet and you was like man i ain't comparing blue J J blues journey said that's me you you've been in the place we like man it's a great day and as soon as you walk out the door you seeing two dogs walking down and hugging each other and you're like man what about me set a 20 minute timer on your phone go park your car and cry yell scream but when that beep goes off i want you to say god i trust you and that's it with that emotion but if you and if you're something significant you need 20 more minutes by all means, but don't la don't let it last longer than 40 to 45 minutes. And if you don't trust God at that level, then get to know God at that level in an area where you lack trust at that level. Because it's hard to trust a God in an area you don't know him for. That's why uh, God is the only one that says, that I, I am that I am. God is the only one that didn't put a label out his name. But we're the ones that call him Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, and Jehovah Rapha. We don't want to call him those things. But you got to look at your experience and be like, man, God, you have been faithful to me. So when you trust in his timing, you know his timing is perfect. I, I, can, I can attest. The stuff that I wanted, if I would have got it when I wanted it, I would have been in the United States most wanted. <laughs> By me being older now, the things I most wanted, if I would have got it when I most wanted it, I would have been most wanted. <laughs> I would have been in some crime. I would have been in some stuff running from the running from the feds. But now when you know that God is good and God looks at everything and God's saying, hey, man, bro, if you just fix that area, daughter, if you just... Bro, like if you let me deliver you in this area, then I can deliver to you in that area. So our praise message was a blessing to you. Hope you got something out of it.
Four things again, what to do while you wait. Number one, you got to examine your weight, W-A-I-T, and your W-E-H, W-E-I-G-H-T. A, you got to become attractive. You don't attract what you desire. You attract who you are. I materialize and manage those God ideas. And T, trust in his timing. Because trusting in his timing eliminates those emotions. Love you all. I have time for maybe a couple of questions. Uh, God's girl says, how you are waiting is so important. God cares about how you wait. Because your attitude would determine your altitude. You're so welcome, family. That's what I'm here for. My sister, I'm, I'm glad it was a blessing to you. Hey, SBMD. My cousin here, God's girl, Lorado Blue Journey. Thank y'all so much for engaging. And I have a lot of resources that I think will be a blessing to you. And for this topic, I believe that one of the, uh, some books that would be good for you all are uh, Facts Over Feelings would be a good book for those who need to really uh, go through those feelings. Uh, where it's right here, Facts Over Feelings. It's a good book in this particular topic. It helps you really get to the feelings so that you can get back to feeling your purpose. So you can really find the facts behind them. Another good book is for those who are single, The Purpose of Singleness is a great resource for you all. Those who are single and you're like, man, God, when is that person coming? This book will give you the right perspective on why you're, on why you're single. Dating Prep is a great book with a lot of questions that will really see why God says that's not your equal weight. That young man, that young girl is not what I have for you because you now understand the right questions to ask. Uh, counterfeit a counterpart would be a great one because while you're waiting, we're going to have a lot of great opportunities. While you're waiting, a lot of great options are going to come, but they're not God options. I don't want the greatest. I want the goddess. I want the most God. I don't, because there's a lot of great options out there, but that could be a person that's compatible. There's a lot of people in this world, a lot of situations that are very compatible, but they're not God's counterpart. Anything that's, a lot of things that have been compatible to us were actually counterfeits to us. And so those books would be great. Also, if you want to learn more about my coach, my group coaching program, we start in January 8th. Uh, our resilient mindset program is for those who's like, man, coach, I want to be mentally clear. I want to be mentally confident. I want to be mentally competent and creative. I'm tired, coach. My mind is ruining my life, coach. My mind, I'm stuck. I got limiting beliefs. Coach, man, I'm successful or whatever. I'm in a certain place, but I'm ready to get my mind at a place where it's an asset and not a liability. If that resonates with you, you're like, hey, I need some mindset work. I want my mind to work so that my life will work. Then check out my mindset program. Let me see if I can get those links real quick. Um, all of them are on. Uh, I'll go ahead and post those on Facebook because I don't think you guys can see them like that. Um, the Resilient Mindset Program right there. There's the link for that. <clears throat> and also my fulfillment programs. The Fulfillment Regular Purpose Program is for those who are saying, hey, man, I'm an I'm a entrepreneur. I'm a, a professional, a busy professional athlete or whatever it is. I have success in my life, but, man, I don't have success in every area of my life. Coach, I need some mentoring. I need some coaching. Uh, right now, I tell everybody the holes in areas of your life will lead to holes in your money bags. You got to look at every area, holes generationally, holes personally, holes spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, holes in all these different areas is affecting how you hold. And divorce costs, losing your kids costs. It will take your money. If you do not become whole in every area of your life, it will put holes in your money and your money will be spent cleaning up a mess that could have been avoided. And if you want to avoid those mess, 
and you want to avoid divorce court, you want to avoid losing your children for years, you want to avoid uh, being distanced from God, you want to avoid the consequences of being distanced from God, or you want to avoid uh, uh, all the consequences that comes that money can't buy. Money don't always buy marriage back. Money don't always buy kids back. Money don't always buy opportunities back. But if you want to prevent those things or welcome the favor of God so that you will be able to uh, 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 rekindle those things, then check out my fulfillment program. I got a six-month version one for those who like, yo, coach, I can't really invest a year with you, but it's a year-by-year program for my fulfillment elite. I'm looking for 10 to 15 people who really want that deep, comprehensive coaching, mentoring, so that you can get uh, 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 expedited results in your life to the point to where you just, some of y'all just need iron sharpen. Some of y'all are not in a significant or serious place. Some of y'all just need to be sharp. And you want to be around somebody that keep that relationship act sharp, that parenting act sharp, that spiritual act sharp. You just want to keep it sharp. Some of y'all are in a severe place right now. You need to talk to me real soon. Or you know somebody who's struggling in this area, who, who are successful financially, and, and and very uh in those areas but not successful areas so that's what the fulfillment programs for uh check those programs out love you all uh check out the other books uh, uh if you want to support this channel or not support the channel uh well if you want to support if god leads you to give that's cool you know we'll, we'll we'll put it towards our mentoring program so if you feel led to give you can do that as well um all that good stuff love y'all y'all be blessed catch y'all next time peace